With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Jesus, for being so good to me. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Jesus. For being so good to me, being so good to me, amen, amen, God bless you, children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty In the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, we thank God again today for being so good to us, whether we realize it, whether we acknowledge it, whether we can see it or comprehend it, God has been very good to us. We thank him. We praise him. I pray that Lord is blessing you wherever this broadcast is finding you. Pray pray that you are blessed and highly favored. We looked at something on yesterday that the Lord has given me a little different slant or different look at today. We're going to look at the book of Numbers, chapter 22, with a special focus on verse 31. Numbers, chapter 22, with a special focus on on verse 31. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Then 
the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed and fell face down. We're still working from our theme, children of God. Lord, open our eyes. Lord, open our eyes. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you today for you have done what no other could do. You made a new day. All the wonderful angels, all the living creatures, all the entities that minister in your presence, but no one can make the day except you. We thank you today, Father, for placing life in our mortal bodies one more time. No one else can put life in our mortal bodies. Father, we thank you for the things that you do that no other could do. We thank you, Father, for not dealing with us as our sins deserve, being merciful, being kind, being long-suffering. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. Father, your people have gathered from the four corners of the earth not to hear me, not to hear what I think, what I feel, what I believe. But Father, I know why they're here. They want to hear you. I know why I'm here. I want to hear you. Father, we pray today that you will speak to us, your little children. Let us hear words from your throne room. Let us hear what you think, what you feel what you believe, that we may see what we could not see before, that we may understand what we could not understand before, that we may be able to do what we could not do before. Have your way 
in our midst, Holy Spirit. We will forever give your name glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We have prayed that the people of God around the world say amen. Just where you are, just offer up to God an amen and the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. Amen and amen. Lord, open our eyes. We thank God today that even though perfection is not a requirement for us. Perfection is a goal for us. Understand this. We don't have to be perfect to get saved, but understand that the goal of salvation is perfection we will be like Jesus. We will be like him. We are not now. We have our issues, our flaws, our weaknesses, our sins. But if we keep moving in the right direction, God has promised you and I, child of God, that we will be like him. I want to encourage you today, child of God, though we may go through some things and pass through some things and experience some things, I encourage you, keep moving with God. Perfection is our promise. We are not there yet. The scripture tells us that if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself and the truth is not in him. Any man, any man, but God is going to take us to a place, take us to a dimension, take us through changes, and alterations that you and I will be perfect at the end of the day. We bless God for his faithfulness. We trust God for his ability to bring to completion what he has started in us. Now understand something, my brother and my sister. Praise God. We are works 
in progress. Understand that your husband is a work in progress. Understand that your wife is a work in progress. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Understand that your pastor is a work in progress. Understand that your apostle is a work in progress. Understand that your congregation is a work in progress. We are all works in progress as children of God. You say, Apostle, what what does that mean? That means that we are not where we used to be. But we are not where we are going to be. I'm here to encourage you today, child of God. God is taking us someplace. God is taking us someplace. How many of you, and the Lord is flashing in my spirit now, when we get in our vehicles, maybe we have to go to the store or we have to go to the market or we have somewhere to go. Well, when we are on our way, we are not at our destination, even though we plan to get there. We hope to get there. We trust that we are going to get there. So it is in our Christianity. We are not at our destination. We are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We are laying aside weights and sins. We are we are in the process of becoming what God has destined us to be. I want to encourage you, child of God. You know, let God finish the process. None of us are finished yet, none of us are complete. Let God finish the process. He's working on you. He's working on me. And this is why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And God says this is especially aimed at many of my African, especially West African brothers and sisters. This is why we don't want to be praying for our enemies death. I have been disturbed for the past few years. I have been going to different parts of Africa and watching our brothers and sisters praying for the death of enemies. We don't want to pray for the death of our enemies. Jesus told us to pray for our enemies, not against our enemies. You will get yourself cursed praying the wrong prayer for your enemies. Hear me, brothers and sisters, and hear me well. Pray for your enemies. Now, understand this. God says my people need to hear this. We were once enemies of God. We were once enemies of the church. We were once enemies of Christianity. And had we died in the state that we were in, had we been killed, we would have been, one, 
sent straight to hell. I know I would have. And number two, we would not be who God has made us to be today. It was God's mercy that helped bring you and helped bring me to the place that we are today. And it will be God's mercy that will save, not kill witches, not kill our enemies, not kill the wizards, but it will be God's mercy that will bring some of the witches to salvation. It will be God's mercy that will bring some of the wizards to salvation. It will be God's mercy that will bring some of our enemies to salvation. And the Lord is flashing in my spirit. A few years ago, we were in Delta State, Nigeria, right within stone throw distance of the Niger River. We set up a big crusade out there, and many people came. This was an area that had been plagued by militants. And at this time, they were kidnapping many foreigners that were there that worked on the uh, oil pipelines and things. And we went right there. You know, I was a little radical when I had my my health. But we went right there, set up crusade. And the pastor had actually told me after the service, after one of the services, he said, Apostle, you know, many of the militants were at the crusade last night. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, Apostle. He said they, they left their weapons at home. But many of the militants were right there. I said, well, good. Hopefully they heard something that uh, was able to turn their life around. Just like the Lord shared something with me that turned my life around. And you as well, if you are a child of God under the sound of my voice, it was something God said that turned your life around. Well, one night after we finished ministering, the militants were there listening. One man stood up, young man. When I gave the altar call, he was a very big Nigerian, almost as tall and as big as me. And when I looked into his eyes, I knew that this young man had been into some serious sin. I remember when he stood up, I asked him, who, if you want to get saved, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, stand to your feet right now. I told the congregation, I said, stand to your feet. And this young man stood up. Many of the 
saints started whispering and I heard uh, people talking, but I was just kind of moving by the spirit. And I said, young man, what do you want? Young man said, I want to be saved and want to be saved. When I looked at him, I knew he had been into, I could discern he had, this young man had been into something much like myself. And we shared with him how to come to Jesus. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God had raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Young man, follow me. There was much talking in the congregation. I didn't understand why there was so much whispering and so much talking. But the saints rejoiced. We rejoiced that God had added another soul and other souls came to the Lord. But after program, the pastor came to me and said, Apostle, that young man that you led to Christ, he was one of the top militants. He was wanted for murder and uh, rape and some other activities, and everybody in the area knew him as being a pretty bad character. We were we were actually afraid for you when this young man stood up. And I told Pastor, I said, Well we give we give God the praise because that's how I was. You know, and if God and I shared my testimony and I just opened up with the saints. I have raped, I have robbed, I have nearly murdered. I was on my own at 16. I was locked up at 17. If it was not for the Lord, I believe I would be in prison right now for the rest of my life or dead. And the pastor said, Apostle, you know, I said, man of God, I said, look, I want you to keep a close watch on this young man. Because what is in my spirit for him, everybody was concerned, scared, worried about this young man because of his reputation and how terrible he had been. And what the Lord has in my spirit is that was Paul. See, that was Paul. Ananias, one of the Lord's disciples, didn't eat when the Lord told him to go to the house on Straight Street and pray for Paul when he had lost his sight and was, you know, being introduced to the Lord. Ananias didn't even want to go. But I want to let you know something today, child of God. The God that we serve is able to take the worst of us. I mean the worst of us. I'm standing here as a living witness that our God is able to take the worst of us, the worst. Paul said when I was the chief of sinners and turn us into some of the best of us. God said, Robert, 
tell my people, it's not even hard for me. God says the same way I can turn a staff into a snake. God says the same way I can turn water into wine, water into blood. God says it's not even hard for me. So I want to encourage you, child of God. I don't know. It looks like a lot of you all are in here with me. The Lord is giving me this as fresh bread. Fresh bread. That situation that you are having problems with and you're struggling with, our God is able to take it and turn it into a great blessing in your life. God can turn anything he wants to. Mm, come on, Father, talk to me today. God says, Robert, tell my people. I can turn anything I want to into anything I want to. God says, I am God. And besides me, Robert, there is none other. God says, I do what I want, when I want, to whom I want, for how long I want. My brothers and my sisters. What a mighty God we serve. So I told the pastors, I said, I want you to keep a close watch on this young man. Because he will do a great work for the Lord. All of that, what he did in his previous life, look for God. Turn him in. To something very special. God says this. Mm. Thank you Lord. On one occasion. Jesus. Was at a Pharisee's house. Dining. Bible says that Jesus reclined. At table. And a woman who had lived a sinful life. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew this woman's reputation and the things that she had done in the town. She began to repent. Bible says she wet Jesus' feet with her tears and she dried them with her hair. This is where you want to be careful. Let's, let's don't be modern day Pharisees. Listen to me, children of God. Let's don't be modern day Pharisees. The Pharisee who had invited Jesus to the dinner thought to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman she is. He would know what kind of woman this is that's touching him. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, knowing the thoughts of the dinner guests. You say, Apostle, what are you telling us and, and, worry and, and warning us of this morning? God know your thoughts. God know my thoughts. And God says, I'm judging your thoughts. So 
monitor your thoughts, children of God. Jesus knew their thoughts. He gave a parable about being one individual being forgiven little, another individual being forgiven of much. And he asked the question, who will love the one who has forgiven them the most? The one who has been forgiven much or the one who has been or was forgiven little? The host answered, the one who has been forgiven much. Jesus said, you have judged correctly. And he began to talk about what he didn't do for Jesus and how that this woman, this woman who had lived a sinful life, how she had wet his feet with her tears and has not stopped kissing them and all of this, all of this. And then Jesus brought it on and said, you see this woman, her many sins have been forgiven. For he that has been forgiven much, see, see, see you, you need to look at yourself, children of God. We need to look at ourselves. Have we been forgiven much? We saved. I know we all children of God, and those of us that are children of God. I, but have you been forgiven much? Or have you been forgiven little? Because Jesus said, he that has been forgiven much, loves much. He that has been forgiven little, loves little. You say, Apostle, what does this mean? What, what are you saying here? A lot of times it is those of us who have been way out there in the ocean of sin. That when we get brought back, we have a different level of appreciation than those who have not been too far out in sin. We thank God, for none of us could save ourselves anyway. But those who have been out there, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now. Years ago, church here went on a outing. Congregation members, ministers, we all, it's the summertime, the weather was very warm. We went on an outing to place called Virginia Beach. Very beautiful beach in Virginia. The saints were enjoying the young people, young adults. Everyone was out at the beach having a good time. Two of our young men, very young. They, I think they were about 10 years old at the time. They were on rafts, the plastic 
raft that you can lay on in the water. Everyone is out having a good time and enjoying. They were out on these plastic rafts floating in the water. But somehow the water began to take them very far out into the ocean. They could not gather themselves and come back to shore. And I was laying in the sand, me and some of the adults, children were playing. One of the ministers said to me, she said, Pastor, those two are out too far. And I woke up from sleep there on the sand and I looked and I saw these two young men very far out into the ocean and going even further out. I dove in the water and I began to swim to these two young men. And when I got to them, both of them, their eyes were very large. They were very frightened. They were far out in the ocean. And when I got to them, I told them, now listen to me. I'm going to turn you around because they were heading out into ocean. They wanted to come into shore. I said, I'm going to turn you around. When I do, begin to kick your feet. I said, now, do you understand me? Yes, sir, pastor. Yes, sir. I turned them around in the water. And I said, all right, kick. They began kicking their feet, kicking their feet, kicking their feet. Till finally, those same waves, thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow, this is powerful. The same waves that were bringing these young men out further into the ocean, the same waves were now bringing them back to shore. And a wave caught them when we were almost back to shore and pushed them back onto shore. The parents collected them and everyone was happy. But the point was, children of God, these young men were very thankful that they were back. Now, there were some people that were playing close to shore that had come back on the shore. It wasn't a big deal to them because they were not very far. But these young men were far out there. So when they were brought back, they had a different level of appreciation than those who were 
who had not been too far out. Well, you say, Apostle, what is the parable? That is very similar to the parable that the Lord gave. That those who have been forgiven much, those who have been way out there in sin, when they get brought back in, much like these young men, when they were brought back into shore, they were very appreciative, very thankful. They came to me. They were like, Pastor, thank you. I say, hey, give God praise. No problem. You know, when we get brought back from very far out there, the songwriter said, when I was sinking deep in sin. See, some of you all don't know how deep individuals have been in sin. But songwriter said, when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters, lifted me, now safe. Am I? I want to thank God today. As many children of God as are under the sound of my voice, those that are with me here from various countries and various nations, I want to thank God right now for saving us from sin. See, whether we were in a little bit of sin, a little bit from shore, whether we were deep in sin, far out in the ocean. We thank God today for saving each one of us from sin. We praise God. Be blessed. Good. All right. Saints, let's get down into this message now. Uh, Pastor Sammy, God bless you. Pastor Sammy said, yes, Lord, open our eyes in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, man of God. We all need our eyes open. Because there's something that we don't see, each one of us. Pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, every one of us needs a greater eye-opening from the Lord. As we look at Numbers chapter 22, verses 21 on down through verse 41. We see the scripture dealing with Balaam's donkey. Balaam, who was an internationally known prophet or false prophet, I don't know what to call him, but he was known for prophecies. He went with some individuals and God became upset with him and sent an angel to kill him. Now, 
I want to encourage as many of you as are under the sound of my voice, understanding God, angels are ministering spirits. In other words, they go and do what God say, period. My prayer for you is that, and me today is that we will be much like angels. Now, there are demons, which are fallen angels, which are doing a lot of stuff that, you know, God doesn't want them to do. God has hell prepared and waiting for them, but angels, these 66% of the angels that remained in heaven and remained loyal and faithful to God, they are ministering spirits. They go and do what God say, period. Nothing more, nothing less. Here was an angel that was coming to kill Balaam because God did not like what he was doing. And the ironic thing is, my brother and my sister, God sent this great supernatural being to kill Balaam, who was an internationally known prophet or false prophet. I don't know which one he was. And God allowed the donkey to see the angel. But Balaam was blind. You say, Apostle, what is the significance here? The significance here, my brother or my sister, is that God can use anything. God can use anybody. God used a donkey to see in the supernatural while the internationally known prophet was completely blind. You say, what does that mean? God can take the congregation members, pastor, and let them see something that we as pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, bishops, that we can't even see. God can show anything to anybody he wants to, and he can keep anything from anybody that he wants to. God God said, Robert, look, I choose the foolish things of the earth to confound the wise. Our God chooses the foolish things of the earth, stuff that don't make any sense to man. God said, that'll be the very thing I will use. The people that, pe- that people never thought I would use. God said, that's who I'll use. The places that people never thought I would use. God said, that's what I'll use. The things that people thought would never be used. God said, that's what I will use. So my brother and my sister, I want to encourage you today. Be 
aware that our God will often do things that we don't expect. He will often use things, use people, use places that we never expected. Balaam never expected that God would use his donkey. Moses never expected that God would use his staff. The people of Jesus' day never expected that God would come as a little bitty baby born in a manger. So, my brother and my sister, I want to encourage you today. Be in expectation of God to use anything he wants to use. The people of, where was it, Delta State, Nigeria, there off the Niger River, they never expected this young man who was wanted for murder, who was wanted for leading the rebels and the and 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 the bad boys they never expected him to give his life to Christ you know that's why the whispering when i when he when he stood up when i gave the altar call and he stood up and began to confess the people never expected so Children of God, I want to encourage you. Remember who we serve. Remember he can do anything he wants to do. And he often uses things, people, places that we never expected. Balaam is being surprised. The donkey that he had been riding for so many years is now being used by God in an extra special way. May you surprise your neighbors. May you surprise your congregation members. May you surprise your family members in that God will use you or that God may use you in an extra special way. God opened the donkey's mouth. Now, I got to deal with that because the Lord is, is dealing with me. God said, Robert, if I can open a donkey's mouth and have him speak my words, surely I can open your mouth. Surely I can open my people's mouth and have them speaking my words. Words. I want to encourage you today. 
let the Lord speak to you, that the Lord may speak through you, that the Lord may speak for you. Let the Lord open your mouth. This donkey, a beast of burden, what many call a dumb animal. Many call, many call a donkey a dumb animal. Was now speaking the unadulterated word of God. See, this is why this is why we we want to be careful with people, careful with places, careful with things. Because we don't always know who or what God is going to use to do his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I want to encourage you today, child of God. Just because, you know, we have eyes, that doesn't mean they are open. This is why we pray, Lord, open our eyes. Balaam was talking with his donkey and still didn't realize what was going on. He was he, most of us know that you can't talk to a donkey normally. Balaam was talking with his donkey, but it was not until the Lord opened his eyes that he realized what was going on. See, that's why miracles are not enough. Ah, I've seen plenty of miracles. I'm standing here before you all today as a result of a miracle. God saved me in a miraculous way. Demons The night I was saved were lifting me up in my grandfather's car and throwing me around in the car just like I can throw around a piece of paper. I'm here. For those of you that have never seen a miracle before, I just want to let you know you are looking at one. But even in miracles, if you don't have your eyes open, you still will not understand what is going on. There were people that watched Jesus heal the sick. There were people that watched Jesus raise the dead. The religious leaders, the Pharisees, the, the scribes, the, they were right there watching Jesus do things. And they heard reports of Jesus doing things. So it's not so much, Lord, work another miracle for us. But, Lord, work, open our eyes to the miracles that you work in every day. God said, Robert, I'm working miracles every day. God said, Robert, who else could bring the sun up in the sky? God said, Robert, tell me, tell me that. I'm like, Lord, nobody. God says, who could give air and oxygen to souls all over the earth. Who else could do that? I'm like, Lord, nobody. God is working miracles 
every day. You are a miracle. Just you being here is a miracle. Who else could have put your spirit back inside your body for another day? We'll run after miracles. Run. Listen, Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign. If you go into church looking for a miracle, looking for a miracle, that just proves how wicked you are. A wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign. God is working miracles 24-7. No, Lord, we don't need another miracle right now. Open our eyes. Lord, Open our eyes to see what you have already done. Pharisees wanted a miracle. Teachers of the law, Jesus, what miracle can you do to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus said, I, I'm not going to show you none other than the miracle, that, other than the, the miraculous sign of, of um, Jonah. Three days and three nights. Jonah was in the belly of a huge fish. Jesus said, that, that, that'll be your, that, let that be your miracle. Now, when the Lord hit me with this, three days and three nights, now I want to share this briefly with you all. You look at that scripture. Just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the huge fish or the whale, depending on what translation you have, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, we commonly believe that Jesus died on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's three days. But if Jesus died on Friday, there will be Friday night and there will be Saturday night. Where's the third night? Jesus rose on Sunday morning. That's only two nights. If Jesus died on Friday. Now I may have to share that revelation with you all later. But Jesus said three days and three nights. And if he died on Friday, like so many of us believe, then that wouldn't be with two nights. From Friday to Sunday is only two nights. Three days, two nights. But this is where we've got to be very careful as we read God's word. As we, This is why God has told us to go a step beyond just reading the word. He said, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not to be ashamed, but who rightly divides the word of truth. Listen to me, children of God. I would rather rightly divide the word of truth than be popular. I'd rather be right than popular. At the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you and I are going to stand before God and the only thing that God is going to be concerned about is that me and you were right. I want to encourage you 
child of God. Be right. Our God is right. Whether he's popular, whether men like him, whether men agree with him, one thing our God is always, and that is right. Let God be true and every man a liar. Some of you are saying, Apostle, how then? How is, where's the third night? Okay. Um, and I'm going to just do a brief. I'm not going to tell you you all the whole story as we don't have time. But understand that that Jesus was on the cross from about, uh, I forget the time now. I'd have to look into this. But the Bible says that a darkness came over all the land right before Jesus died on the cross. There was a darkness. It was supernatural. It was not normal. But there was a darkness that came over all the land. Jesus died during this supernatural darkness that was over the land. Now, you got to go way back to Genesis, like chapter 1, where the scripture talks about God calls the light day, and the darkness he calls night. Now, regardless of what men are calling it, men, when it get past 12 o'clock midnight, we say it's a new day. And God doesn't. God calls the light day. And the darkness he calls night. So regardless of what we call it, we run around talking about it's a new day. When it's dark outside, God is, is back sitting. Well, now, what is wrong with these people? It's dark. So ever since I got that revelation, when I look outside, if it's light, I call it day. If it's dark, I call it night. Because that's what God calls it. Now, you have to have that as a framework to understand the revelation. There was a supernatural darkness that came over all the land as Jesus was hanging on the cross and about to die. This supernatural darkness, God was calling it night. So that was the first night. Jesus died at night. It was a supernatural night. It was not a normal night, but it was night. After Jesus died, the sun came back out and all kind of things took place. The regular Friday came back. So that supernatural night was the first night. Then you had the day, the regular Friday. Then you had the regular Friday night. Then you had Saturday. Then you had the regular Saturday night. Then you had Sunday and Jesus rose early Sunday morning. So, saints, we've got to be very careful in reading and studying God's Word. God's Word is eternal. Listen to me, children of God. There is enough revelation, insight, wisdom, and knowledge 
in God's word to last you and I for all eternity. This is one of the reasons why God wants us to get into his word. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice. If it has not already happened in your life, but I pray that you will get into God's word. That you will study his word like you have never studied anything before. Because as we study God's word, in other words, we study the Logos word of God. In other words, what is written right there on the page in the Bible, Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, not earth. But as we study the Logos word of God, God rewards us if we study right and we study with the right attitude and we study with the right disposition. God will reward us with the rhema word of God. In other words, God will start talking to you. You never feel alone again because God, you will know that he is with you. Study to show yourself approved under God. God saying, look, I'm checking you out with my Logos word to see if you are worthy of my rhema word. I'm checking you out with what I have already said to see if you are worthy of me saying more to you. Basically what the rhema word of God is, is God saying more. God speaking to us now. Yeah, I know you talk to David. I know you talk to Moses. And I, but Lord, I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to Robert Bryant. And God says, I do that. But study what I have already said. So I encourage you, saints. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not be ashamed, but who rightly divides the word of truth. Lord, open eyes. The Bible says, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. Now, you want to be careful what you pray for, because you just might get it. Be careful what you pray for. Then the Lord opens Balaam's eyes. All of this that was transpiring, Balaam talking to a donkey, Angel with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam couldn't see it. All kind of stuff was going on. But the Bible says, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. I pray for every soul under the sound of my voice, whatever, whatever media you may be hearing me on or hearing me through. I pray for each of us in the mighty name of Jesus that today, the Lord will open our eyes. All of this that was going on, Balaam couldn't see it. Balaam, you know, donkey, 
why the donkey was laying down, crushing his foot, moving up against the wall, angel with a drawn sword, getting in the way. Balaam couldn't see none of that until the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. Listen to me, children of God. When God start opening your eyes to stuff that's, that's really going on, stuff that's going on in the supernatural realm, it will change everything. Change the way you talk. Change the way you think. Change the way you walk. Change the way you treat your neighbor. Change the way you pray. It will change everything. So, Lord, we humbly ask today that you open our eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. Because when the Lord opened your eyes, Bible says the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw. Balaam was able to see what he could not see before. When God opens our eyes, we will see what we couldn't see before. We will hear what we couldn't hear before. Because you don't hear anything about, watch this now, the angel was talking to Balaam after God opened his eyes. Now, now isn't that something? Bible doesn't say the Lord opened Balaam's ears. Bible said the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. But when his eyes came open, Balaam was able to hear the angel. Praise the living God. He saw the angel. The Bible says in verse 31, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. Then the angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beat your tongue these three times? So his eyes coming open, now he was hearing the angel. Lord, open our eyes today. Let us see what we haven't seen before. Let us hear what we haven't heard before. That we, like Balaam, can do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Jesus said, not my will be done, but thy will. Help us, Lord, to lose our will that we may do your will. This is our prayer today. In Jesus' mighty name. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. Very important point in his life, very important point in your life, in my life, that God will open our eyes. The Bible says, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord. He saw into the supernatural realm. He saw what he couldn't see before. 
he realized there was a whole new dimension, a whole nother dimension, a whole nother realm that he had no knowledge of. Lord, open the eyes of your people. Help, Father, let me be used as a tool to help your people's eyes come open. Help, let me be, let my eyes come open, Father. In the name of Jesus. Bible says when he saw the angel of the Lord with the sword drawn, he bowed low. He bowed low. There was a different level of reverence when his eyes were open. A different level of respect. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. When God opened your eyes, you have a different respect for the church. You have a different respect for the ministry. You're going to have a different respect for the ministers of God when God opens our eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Open our eyes. Amen. And amen. Well, children of God, like my bishop used to say years ago, that's the message. That's the message. Pray that you all have been blessed today. I know I have. Because I'm a I gotta hear God too. Even though I'm preaching his word, I come in here to hear God because he talked to me in order for me to be able to talk to you all. And I know that if I've been blessed I know that you as well, as children of God, have been blessed. Because here's the thing, children of God. Understand this. We are one. I know you may be in your country. We got people from Europe, people in North America, people from Africa. I don't know, some some of the other countries that, that I don't even know of. But we are one. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, children of God. You know, God is everyone's creator, but he's not everyone's father. If if you're not saved under the sound of my voice, Jesus said, your father, the devil, if you're not saved, your father is the devil. So you say, well, Apostle, what do we need to do? You need to accept Jesus Christ today as your personal Lord and Savior. Make God your father, and God will become your father. Scripture says if we confess with our mouth, just confess. You open your mouth. I believe that Jesus is Lord, that I believe that Jesus is God's only begotten son that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sin, that he rose again from the dead, ascended on the high, and he's coming again, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. God said that's it. That'll get you, that'll get you in. 
Now, after that, we stay up under God's words. We we listen. We hear. Because faith comes by hearing. We grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Listen, God basically has two things for humanity. If you're not saved, God is saying, get saved. If you are saved, God is saying, grow. If you understand my voice and you're not saved, you need to understand God is saying to you today, get saved. If you are saved today, pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, bishop, teacher, God is saying, grow. That's basically it. Now, he will use different means and different vehicles, but that's basically what God is saying to humanity. So, that's the message, children of God. I pray that you all have been blessed. We thank God today for another beautiful day that he has made as you I know some parts of the world is it's night um, for us here in the U.S. different places it's still pretty early in the day we thank God but I pray that each of you is continues to be blessed and highly favored the Lord willing we will see you again very soon. God bless you, saints. This is Apostle Robert Bryant signing out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.